To listen to memory card episodes early and ad-free, consider supporting the show via Patreon at patreon.com memcard. Hey there, video game fans. I'm Ben Bertoli. And I'm Push Dustin. And this is Memory Card. Okay, <clears throat> hold on, here we go. So, Push, what's your favorite kind of music? Indie. Oh, I'm so bad at singing. <laughs> I don't think I'm very good at singing either. In my head, it sounded really good, but I have a feeling when I go back. It sounds much better uh, than mine. <laughs> well, that's that's something, I guess. Oh, I'm going to maybe I should try and, uh, you know, throw some auto tune in there for both of us. Uh, I'm not quite sure how to do that. I'll probably make it sound even worse. But yeah. So what's uh, what's what's your favorite kind of music? Indie alternative rock. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that's pretty good so has that always been your favorite though i mean like uh, when you were a kid growing up what did you tend to lean towards i kind of liked a lot of different types of music uh as a kid i really enjoyed certain like emo bands i enjoyed also like more like heavy metal kind of stuff but a lot of rock subgenres really my dad is like super yeah. big into music has like a huge record collection and his focus is mainly um, classic rock. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, the big ones, I mean, he was big into Kiss and Aerosmith mm -hmm. and uh, Boston, Kansas, yep. Chicago, all the places, all the bands <laughs> named after places. Oklahoma. Yeah. So I went to a lot of those concerts when I was a kid. But I feel like now as an adult, I'm like way more into like uh, hip hop and uh, mm -hmm. like trashy pop music. Oh, yeah. Mid thousands like Kesha. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just I guess I just really love music that has like a really good uh, beat, like something you can dance to or something you can like, you know, nod your head to. Yeah, I'll pretty much go with anything um, except for country. Not a big fan of country. I used to hate country, but like as I got older and, I, and maybe it was after my dad passed, I, I kind of like got a newfound like, appreciation for country. I don't really listen to it a lot, but my dad listened to it a lot. So hmm. I kind of have like a little nostalgic for it right now. Yeah, yeah, that's understandable. But, um, you know, my, my favorite music is actually the music that's made uh, with Game Boys. I don't know if you knew this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sounds a little something like this. So, uh, today's episode, the last episode of season six, we're already at the end, which is kind of wild, is, is one that I wasn't sure about. Uh, I was going to do something about Sin and Punishment, the game, mm -hmm. and then I was thinking about doing Bomberman, and then I was just like, well, let me ask the public. So I got on Twitter and I, I said, you know, what's, you know, something weird or obscure that I should look into? And um, Alan Lopez, who I've known for quite a, quite a while... He's done a lot of work for uh, Nintendo Life. He suggested Vib Ribbon, mm. which is this kind of weird rhythm game from this developer called Nana on Shaw, which I know Nana means seven. It's like seven sounds company. Yep. They are known for making rhythm games. And most famously, they are known for Parappa the Rapper. So since most people know Parappa the Rapper or, you know, have some idea of him, I was like, well, maybe I'll just focus on uh, that specific series because mm -hmm. i thought about just doing all of them that they had produced but then i realized that some of them were like so in-depth it was going to take me like super <laughs> long so 
I've, I've lasered it in. Sorry, Alan, uh, maybe, you know, next time. Uh, or maybe I can do some kind of a, a bonus episode on just Vib Ribbon because it is a wacky game. But today we are going to be talking about Parappa the Rapper. Have you, have you played that one, Push? I've only played uh, the demo at BitSummit, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, they had a giant uh, PlayStation 2 controller. Oh, nice. <laughs> like when they uh, released the remaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they would bring this pl- giant controller that you could play Parappa the Rapper with it, the remaster. Oh, very cool. It does sound like fun. Yeah, I looked into some some videos where they were talking about uh, it was like the 20th anniversary when they did the remaster. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, Parappa the Rapper is a game where uh, you rap as a dog for the original PlayStation. It came out in late 1996 in Japan and then kind of like late 1997 in North America. And this was kind of like mm-hmm. roughly two years into the PlayStation's, um, you know, the original PlayStation's lifespan, even though production on it began right at the start of the, uh, the console's inception. It's kind of like, have you ever played Simon? Like the original? Like, uh, like kind of like Bop It? Or you mean like... Yeah, uh, like with the lights. With the lights, yeah. Right, where it's like green, and you press green, like green, yellow, blue, yeah. So it's, it's a call and response game. Mm-hmm. The, your master, whoever is teaching you how to rap, says a line, and then you repeat it back at them. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I own the game in multiple you know, consoles. I think I have it on Vita like as a PS1 classic. And after watching a bunch of people play it, I realized that I was like doing it wrong. You're supposed to like <laughs> remix in between the buttons. I had no idea because I was always like, wondering why I always got like an like It was just like, yeah, you did a good job. But it was never like, yeah. you did an amazing job. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, well. I guess I didn't know how to um, rap correctly. Yeah. I finally finally figured it out. That could be your next project after uh, skateboarding is learning how to rap. <laughs> yeah, I actually, <laughs> that was on my list of things to uh, to mess around <laughs> with this summer that I never got to. So, uh, yeah, I want to remix some video game tunes and, and maybe rap over them. You know, some nice, clean, clean rap for the kids. <laughs> Parappa, the series is kind of the brainchild of two main people, and that is uh, Rodney Allen Greenblatt, who is the self-proclaimed mother of the franchise, and then he says that the father is Masaya Matsura. Uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. So I thought I'd just kind of break down the history of both of them, you know, here kind of uh, quickly, and then we can move on to the game itself. Mm-hmm. Matsura is way more popular than I thought. In 1983, after he graduated from college, he actually founded a band that was called Size, but it's P-S-Y and then a dot and then S. I guess the dot is something that's in uh, Japanese, but not in, you know, most like normal keyboards. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when you see it, it's just like Psy, then dash, then S, but it's pronounced Size. And it's not to be confused with the guy who did Gangnam Style, whose name is just Psy. Mm Mm-hmm. It's kind of a weird like mixture of like synthesizer and electric guitar and vocals. I don't think the band themselves sang very much. They just like brought on yeah. um, different people to sing. And uh, Matsura was like the main synthesizer guy, but he could also play the keyboard and the guitar and the bass. And uh, occasionally he would actually like, you know, do those instruments in the songs. And uh, in the late 80s, they actually got pretty popular. They had a couple of uh, a hits. I don't know if they were number ones, but. Quite a few of their songs were used in like anime shows and like different films over in Japan. Mm-hmm. Here is a small sample of one of their most popular songs, which is called Lemon Courage. Day, lemon, 
so that's uh, pretty much what they sounded like. They kind of changed their uh, tune, you know, over the years and, and experimented with different things. So in the 1990s, Matsura uh, got really interested in the CD-ROM craze and creating computer-based music because, you know, you can like remix things and rearrange things on the computer. And he just found that very interesting and decided that he was going to start making interactive music video games. He was the official first Japanese musician to release a CD-ROM, which was called The Seven Colors, and um, he won quite a few awards for it. I couldn't find a lot on it, but I think it was just kind of like, you know, for younger kids to like play around with music and, and test things out. In June of 1996, um, after having produced 10 albums with his band size, uh, including some best of albums, he decided to quit the band. They disbanded and um, he was just going to focus on his uh, multimedia projects. And so he actually went to work at Sony on some new, you know, projects that were going to be coming to their first console, the PlayStation. And that is where Rodney Allen Greenblatt comes into the picture. So uh, Rodney Greenblatt was born in California, but he moved to New York City in the 1980s and kind of like became part of the art scene there in the East Village. And he started producing some interactive CD-ROMs because his art is very bright, colorful. It's very like child friendly. It has like, you know, the characters have big eyes and like wiggly arms and stuff like that. It's, it's very easy to tell when it's when you're looking at his art. And he actually, do you know the band, uh, They Might Be Giants? Yes. He did the album cover for their very first album. Oh, okay. Which I believe was just called They Might Be Giants. So I'll put that on the save file, the, the art of that, and you should check it out. Because it, it's not like obviously his style. Like you can tell he kind of like uh, moved in a different direction, but it, it's really cool. Nice, you know, fun and colorful. So he worked on this game called Dazzaloids. And you might remember that game because I can't remember if I brought it up or not. But way back in season one, we talked about games for the Pippin, the Apple Pippin. Mm -hmm. And that was one of them. Oh, okay. It, was, it, came, it came to normal computers, but it also came to the Pippin. And so he actually was um, asked to do some um, advertising work in Japan, you know, like come up with some fun, cute characters so Sony could use them in a, a poster for one of their new camcorders, which was called the Handycam. And it was kind of like plastered like all over Japan. And uh, by the time he actually got to Japan, you know, to work with uh, some more clients, it was like a, like he was like a huge star. Like he went to like people on the street were just like, hey, you're that guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like you're you're Rodney Greenblatt. That's crazy. <laughs> so he went to some convention where uh, they were showing off Dazzaloids. And even though the game wasn't in Japanese, it was like a huge hit in Japan. And they were like, oh, like you have to, you know, you have to make a Japanese version. Like, we love it so much. We love your characters. And he said, yeah, OK, like, I'll do that. You know, I'll, I'll go where my fans are. So he was actually hired by Sony Creative Products to make cute characters for printed products, clothing, toys, like lunchboxes, T-shirts, anything, really. Mm -hmm. So he came up with uh, a few characters. Now I'm going to list off the four characters that he came up with you're gonna tell me what kind of animal or thing you think they are <laughs> okay. okay some of them are like amazingly easy okay the first one is pj barry is it a, a bear 
That's a bear. Good job. Yeah, it's a little brown bear. He always looks bored. He's just kind of like, uh. Oh. All right. Um, catty cat. Is it a cat? It's a cat. You got it, man. You're you're good at this. Wow. <laughs> All right. The last two are, are harder. Okay. Sunny sunny funny. Hmm. Is it like um a bunny? No, but that would oh. kind of make sense. It's not actually an animal. It's a plant. Oh, that's a trick question. Yeah. Yeah. Should have been a bunny. Sunny so funny. Sunny funny the bunny. <laughs> he he did create a bunny later on, but that, this is not him. No, sunny funny is a uh, sunflower. That makes sense. All right, and the last one's a real M Night Shyamalan twist. <laughs> pony pony. Don't do not do not go with your gut here. <laughs> um, pony pony. Trying to think, it could be. I don't know. If, uh, I think like a like a tiger or an elephant, something like that. <laughs> no, no, it's just a normal little girl who has a ponytail. Oh, okay. Well, that's also a trick question. That's not an animal. <laughs> <laughs> last two are not <laughs> i i i think i specified uh you know we should rewind the tape but i'm pretty sure i said like animal or living thing or something ah. so. you're gonna tell me what kind of animal or thing you think they are um it's it, it'll be interesting to note because um he created those characters for sony before parappa the rapper Mm-hmm. But they decided to use them in the game later, except for Pony Pony. Because she's human. I think. I think that's why. It, in all the interviews, he's like, I don't know why they didn't want her. And I'm like looking <laughs> at her like, well, she's, you know, everyone else is a weird, you know, like an onion or a flea or something. Like, it kind of yeah. makes sense. They wouldn't want a normal human in there. Well, normal in a certain sense, but. Because that raises a whole bunch of questions about like what kind of world they live in. <laughs> yeah. Like that now that humans are you know cohabiting, you know they 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 all live together. It's just like, what kind of place is this? The parappa lore really goes deep. That sound means that we're putting the episode on pause just for a moment so we can briefly explain how you can support Memory Card. If you enjoy our content, you can show your support by leaving positive reviews on your podcasting service of choice. Four or five stars and a few kind words go a long way when it comes to convincing others to give the show a listen. So please do so if you find the time. Spreading the word is also super helpful. If you know anyone who's into gaming or history, or maybe even both, you should consider sharing memory card with them. Every season, we strive to reach a wider audience, and you can help. If you're feeling extra supportive, you can head over to patreon.com memcard. Every single one of our patrons gets access to early and ad-free episodes. Higher tiers include bonus episodes, shoutouts, stickers, and more. We certainly hope you'll check it out and consider becoming one of our lovely patrons. Once again, that's patreon.com memcard. Oh yeah, I put my uh, memory card sticker on my phone case. Uh, where'd you put yours? Uh, yeah, I slapped one on my laptop, and I also put one on my skateboard helmet. Wait, you got more than one? Thanks for taking the time to hear us out. Let's get back to the show. I know you can hear me. Matsura's wife was actually a huge fan of Greenblatt's work. She had seen it in some children's books. She had seen it in Dazzleoids and introduced it to him. And then he realized matsura realized that he was like working like down the block in a different sony office um from from greenblatt at the time so he like called up his office and said like hey come down here we're working on this you know interactive game 
for the mm -hmm. PlayStation, and we think that your art style would work well with it. So he just kind of came over, and he saw that they had actually taken some of the assets from Dazzleloids. They'd like cut his characters out and were like moving them around <laughs> in this very uh, rough demo for a game that had to do with music. And uh, he was just like, whoa, like, I love this. And I am like, so on board. Yeah. And, and Sony was pretty much just like, yeah, whatever. Like, we don't care. Just please make us money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Matsura basically said that they were in something called Division Zero, which was like, hey, people who have ideas for games, just do whatever you want. Like, try whatever you want. Sony didn't care. They just wanted the PlayStation to have like a wide variety of games. Experimental. Yeah, yeah. They already had teams working on like JRPGs and shooters and racing games. So they were just like, you guys just <laughs> do whatever you want. And then we'll come by and say, eh, yeah, sure. That sounds good. At that time, Matsura had actually figured out that he did want to do rap. He had kind of messed around with different types of music, but he really liked that rap was all about like staying on a beat, rhyming. And the fact that you could um, be kind of like experimental with it. Mm -hmm. The actual quote uh, that I got here is, The thing with rap is, no matter where a piece goes musically, the rapping element can ride on top of that freely, unrestricted, in a good sense and in a bad sense. It's a genre with a high degree of interactivity. He just thought it was cool, even though he admits that he was really, he's really bad at rapping and doesn't quite understand how to like rhyme things in English very well. Mm -hmm. He still thought that it would be pretty cool yeah attractive way to like pull people in and, and get them involved if you've ever seen parappa the rapper you know that everybody in the game is kind of like they look like they're made of paper yep they're very like thin yeah they're literally like look like paper dolls like paper cutouts greenblatt has said in multiple interviews that the name parappa is like a play on the word paper thin in japanese ah uh. Yeah, I tried to like punch it into like Google Translate and, you know, different things because I didn't want to bother you <laughs> uh, to see if uh, that actually held up. But I'm assuming since he worked on the game, he would know. But yes, apparently Parappa is is a play on the fact that everyone looks like they're uh, made of paper. They uh, kind of got the style down, you know, uh, Greenblatt went back to New York and started making up, you know, new characters for different scenarios and he designed parappa himself and sent it back worked on it mm -hmm. and um apparently uh parappa was not originally going to be a dog so here we go uh push you gotta guess again it is an animal i'll give you three guesses i'll, I'll try to give you a hint uh so i can just guess any animal any animal uh monkey not a monkey. All right, here's your first hint, is that it is a, an animal that is found in the ocean. In the ocean? Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. It, it's not... Can I, can I ask, like, one question? Sure. Can it swim? I think so. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that's a good question. I think so. I think okay. so. Uh, like a pelican? <laughs> no. I don't know if I would consider a pelican a sea creature. Yeah, I, don't, I, I think okay. I think sea like ocean lives in the ocean means like in the ocean. Okay. Yeah, it's not a fish of any kind. Yeah, but it, you're not sh you're not sure if it can swim though. I think it, I think it can. It's funny. I don't think I've ever seen one swim, but I'm pretty. They have to be able to swim. That's kind of messing me up. Uh, starfish. No, <laughs> they're delicious. I bet you've eaten them. Oh, so good. <laughs> Everyone loves them. 
is a shrimp. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, can shrimp swim? Shrimp can swim, right? Shrimp can swim. Right? I just, I've I, never seen a shrimp swim before. I've only, you've only seen it on your plate. Yeah, exactly. Like, I've never gone to an aquarium and been like, oh, look, shrimp. There's the shrimp. There they swimming go. By. <laughs> there they go. Yeah. So uh, apparently, they, the initial thought was that um, Parappa, the rapper, would be a shrimp. Which, like, I guess you could make that cute and adorable, but boy, I, I don't know. Shrimp are kind of ugly. The reason I was thinking of pelican was because of uh, another play on the word para for the uh, parappa, the rapper. Like, mm. like oh, maybe pelican because it's P. That makes sense. Just to justify that I guess. I see that. I mean, in a, pel- in, a, in a pelican would be cool. That's, a you know, a cool animal, like a very yeah, distinct Yeah, but the word. thin paper is a uh, pedagami. Oh, okay. So that's, that's where it came from. Parappa, yeah. So they kind of got the design down and then they're like, okay, we're going to, you know, start making the actual game. Matsura had to come up with the system. You know, Mm -hmm. how do you score a a music game? Because, you know, it should be noted that Parappa is one of the very first traditional rhythm games. You know, this was before pretty much everything else, before Beat Manias, before, you know, long before Guitar Hero and Elite Beat Agents and that kind of thing. So they were kind of uh, laying the groundwork for that whole genre there were two people that were really important in getting down the gameplay and the story of the game. And they are um, Gavin Ito and Ryu Watabe. Mm -hmm. Ito is the guy who worked on the story and scenario. And Watabe is the one who did the lyrics. He was a voice actor and he was a rapper. So the way that um, Ito says it went down was basically he came to the team with a story idea. And they would take like this big, long piece of paper and they would just like start writing down, you know, like what's going to happen in the scenario. Right then, um, Watabe would start like rapping it like in English. He would start rapping it and mm-hmm. um, Matsura would record it on his laptop and then they would go back and kind of like tweak it and make it sound better. And, you know, like make sure that the rhymes made sense in English and, and all that good stuff. But it's just kind of wild that that's how they decided to do it. Like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. well, you know what? We're going to have him go to a flea market. Okay, start ra- start rapping about that. <laughs> I feel like that would be extremely hard. Mm-hmm. And so I, I looked, I dug in and found an um, old interview from the guy who did the rapping, Watabe. And he says that he actually uh, learned how to, like, freestyle rap and, like, make things up on the fly because he worked uh, for CNN as an interpreter. Mm. And uh, he said that he was so bored of interpreting Japanese into English and making it like (laughs) (laughs) super like uniform. You know what I mean? You've talked about this before. Yeah. How like you can translate things like one to one, but sometimes you don't get like the Mm. right sense of what's actually being said or like the, the, the right vibe. He wanted to like mix it up and like add a little more personality to what people were saying. Mm hmm. So it's important to note that he actually was born in Japan, but then moved to America at a young age. And so from like kindergarten all the way through high school, he was in American schools. He like grew up, he loved football, mm-hmm. you know, American football, not soccer, got big into music. And when he was going to go to college, his father suggested like, you know, hey, you're from Japan. Why not go back to Japan and, uh, you know, try your hand at, at going to school there? So he went to college in Japan realized that his ability to speak fluent Japanese and English was like a huge help in the business Mm -hmm. world, as I'm sure you know, Push, with all your job offers rolling in. (laughs) 
and uh <laughs> and so he uh kind of became like a company man in japan and uh realized that it really wasn't like for him he didn't like doing like business stuff very much and uh he wanted to start getting into music so that's what he did and eventually he was introduced to matsura mm-hmm. and he knew how to how to rap and how to you know do voiceover stuff and so he is the actual voice of uh master onion who is oh. the very first stage in parappa and who a lot of people probably know like kick punch it's all in your mind yeah uh, yeah, even if you've never heard of him, you've probably heard uh, his voice. The The main thing that I took away from that interview was they asked him about uh, Parappa the Rapper's catchphrase. Do you know what that is? Mm-hmm. You gotta believe. You gotta believe, which I, uh, I'm gonna name the episode that. And uh, so they asked him, like, where did that come from? You gotta believe. And he's like, well, he's like, uh, you gotta believe was actually gonna be the name of my first rap album if I ever came out with one but I felt like I wanted to give it to Parappa. Oh. And he actually got the motto from his high school's American football team mm-hmm. because, you know, like they would be like down in the middle of a game. And even though he didn't play, that was like their school's motto. Like, you got to believe, like, if you want to win this game, yeah. which is hilarious that this like Japanese mascot <laughs> for Sony has this catchphrase that came from like high school football <laughs> in America. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's one of like the weirdest facts that I found when I was doing this research. So now you know that that's uh, that's why you got to believe it's because of football. Yeah. And the world is really small. Yeah, it is. It's crazy that those kind of connections, you know, come together. Parappa was finally released, like I said, in uh, late 1996, I believe December 6th, 1996. And it kind of like took off. Sony didn't think it was going to be a big deal. And it absolutely was. It, it sold like astounding numbers and, you know, they wanted to plaster Parappa all over the place. When it came to selling the game in North America, it was kind of a little bit harder because of, um, you know, Greenblatt's style was very kind of childish mm-hmm. looking. And so they wanted to they were pushing it for like little kids. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, you know, play this rap game, which is like kind of OK, because it, there's nothing in there that's super mature. But it's kind of a hard game. If you've ever played it, I mean, you really have to get it just right mm-hmm. for the game to recognize that you are, you know, scoring points. Yeah. The audience in Japan was like middle school, high school kids, but they were pushing it at elementary kids in America. And that was uh, just kind of a mistake because parents were buying it for their kids and their kids were getting super frustrated. <laughs> I don't I don't believe I don't believe Parappa. <laughs> you got to believe this is good for you, kid. I'm promising you. But due to the popularity in Japan, Greenblatt was like thinking, OK, like I've created the next Mario. Like this is going to be Sony's mascot, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's Spyro and there's Crash Bandicoot and stuff. But like in Japan, Parappa was huge because he was like cute and he was cool, obviously. Sony has never really had like an official mascot, I think. In Japan, they have that one cat whose name escapes me. Yeah. But yeah, didn't quite work out the way he had hoped. All right. So we're going to do a, a real or not here. Um, since you've never played the game, the original mm-hmm. Parappa the Rapper, this one's going to be a little hard. There's just scenarios in the game where you have to rap. There's not that many of them. But I'm going to say them I and you tell me if it's a real thing that happens or if it's a fake thing. Well, I, I know some of the levels. Okay. All right. Well, then you might know some of them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, getting a driver's license. Is that a real scenario or a fake one? I know that one. I know, I know that one's real. That one is real. Getting to the bathroom. 
That one's not real, I think. That one is real. Uh, I got you. Playing baseball with an alien. That one's not real. That one is fake, yes. Baking a cake. I think, I think that one's real. That one is real. Painting the house. Not real. Not real. Sending an email. That's probably real. That one's not. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, and uh, let's see. Learning to fight. That one's real. Isn't that the first level, the dojo? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, that's it. All right, that's all I got for that. Following Parappa, there were two games that were made kind of in like that same vein. And initially, Greenblatt wanted to make another Parappa game. He's like, well, we have a hit game here. Why don't we just make a sequel? And Matsura was like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. I, I could tell that Greenblatt basically yeah. has like all these thoughts and opinions on what should happen. And Matsura just kind of always says like, no, that's not what I want to do. Like, I want to try something weird. And he's just kind of like, okay, yeah, <laughs> guess we'll go along with it. So instead of a direct sequel, they decided to make a new game with a new character that was more of a spin-off, same art style, and Parappa actually does show up in the end of it, and it's called Um Jammer Lammy, which is about a lamb who plays the guitar, and it's more about like rock, like kind of like psychedelic rock. Mm. It's way weirder than Parappa the Rapper, which is really saying something, and it's way harder. I actually downloaded the game for the yeah. Vita on the PlayStation 1 like classics uh, while I was researching this and I could not make it very far into that game without failing. But yeah, Matsura said like I want to do a rock game mm -hmm. and uh, Greenblatt was kind of confused because he's like, well, what does that mean? You know, you're talking about Aerosmith, Leonard Skinner, Elvis Costello, like what, what are we doing exactly? And he pitched that yeah. they should go for more of like a goth like emo thing like The Cure. But Matsura like wasn't into it, so they were they went for more of like a psychedelic, uh, like hard rock kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because Matsura basically said like I don't want to do rap again because I feel like it's just kind of like temporarily popular. <laughs> it's just a fad. <laughs> yeah, it's just a fad. He said it was like Ricky Martin. He didn't think it was gonna last. So oh. jokes on him because Ricky Martin is thriving. The original Lammy. Uh, character was like a cute pink lamb that was just kind of like a fluff ball with little you know like arms and legs shooting out of her but if you picture that in your mind it doesn't work well with guitar if you're like you know your little hooves are shooting out the top of your head basically and you're trying to play with them mm -hmm. so they had to make lammy look more like a teenager like a teenage human and just gave her a little like lamb ears so they, they revamped it. They trying to get that like older appeal, trying to get uh, yeah. college kids to get into it. And um, like I said, it's a weird game. So weird that they had to change it from Japan to the United States. There is a stage, I think like later on, like stage six or something like that, mm -hmm. where Lammy slips on a banana peel okay. and she dies. Oh, and she goes, she goes to heck, yeah. you know, down there. H-E double hockey sticks. And um, then she has to wrap down in, in, the, in the underworld. And Sony of North America was like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> That's a little too much. So instead, in the, the North American version, her belt gets snagged in a door and she gets flung back in time to a weird island. Okay. Did they do the Oni Island? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't think so. I think they really tried to make it like not demonic at all. Um, but I would have to look okay. into that. But yeah, they basically said, like, we can't do this because it's gonna, you know, this game looks all cartoony and then you can't have, like, people going down to 
the underworld. Yeah. It's uh, sacrilegious or something. And Greenblatt was like super angry about that because the advertising for um jammer lammy was like very kind of like risque it was like tattoos on like girls and like around their belly buttons and stuff and oh so he was like what is this like you said we can't have this one like kind of mature thing in our game but you're promoting it like this Mm -hmm. yeah they weren't happy so the game didn't do quite as well they felt like they were kind of behind the curve they took a lot of time on it It took almost two years for them to, to release it the only other thing about um jammer lammy that i've found that was uh interesting was that they released a arcade game with a guitar controller very much like uh, guitar hero you know rock band mm. um, obviously only in japan following um jammer lammy we have parappa the rapper 2 the official one which uh, launched for the playstation 2 in august of uh, 2001 and um um jammer lammy was so hard that they made a specific practice level in Parappa the Rapper 2 that was called the Rodney level because Rodney Greenblatt, the you know creator of Parappa, couldn't get through the levels in Um Jammer Lammy. They were so hard. And so they made one where you could like go in and practice the beats before, you know, actually doing them. Yeah. And uh that way even little kids could could give it a shot before failing miserably. So that was nice. But once again Matsuro wanted to mix some things up. He wanted to add some more like R and B he made this story even like wilder and wanted to add more characters. You know, it was just a little mm-hmm. more complicated than the original game. The original game is like super short. You could like easily beat it all in like one sitting. And this game wasn't like much longer, but it was just yeah. once again, it took too long. It took two more years longer than they had anticipated and just didn't didn't quite pan out as well. Still a decent game. And uh, you mentioned that you played like a, a demo version of the HD remaster. Yeah. And I found out that in Japan, there was a special demo disc that you could get in a Happy Meal in 2001. Oh, okay. That had uh, like some kind of Ape Escape game on it. But it also had Parappa the Rapper 2 demo that was like set in a McDonald's. Oh, wow. Which I think is, <laughs> I know, it's awesome. I was like, man, we should have brought that up in episode one when we were talking yeah. about the McDonald's games. <laughs> so alongside Parappa the Rapper 2 was an animated series that came out in Japan. And, you know, it was an anime series. But once again, they decided they were going to gear it towards kids. Mm -hmm. And Greenblatt was, like, not on board with this. They wouldn't really let him help with the show. They said they're like, you can design some characters. And he said that he wanted to write some episodes. But they were like, no, like, we're not going to let you do that. Like, you don't know, like, the direction that we want to go with the show. Pretty much everybody who worked on the game was, like, not allowed to work on the show. Mm. The biggest issue the Greenblatt had with it was that they decided to put Parappa like in elementary school. Like I think he was in like third or fourth grade. But he was like, that makes no sense. Um, like in the very first game. Yeah, he's driving a car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he's uh obviously not like a you know, young child, but they pretty much just made it so it would like sell toys and merchandise and it was like a terrible flop. It was not successful. Um, it had like a really good like primetime slot, I guess, for, for a kid's show. But it was always following baseball games. Yeah. And as anyone who watches baseball knows, sometimes they go quite long. So sometimes the episodes would get like cut off or not shown at all. And the viewership just like wasn't there. Yeah. That was pretty much the end of Parappa the Rappa as far as, you know, new things. Like you said, 
Um, there was an HD remake for the PlayStation 4 in 2017 mm-hmm. to commemorate the 20th anniversary. There was a game in 2009 called Major Miner's Majestic March okay. for the Wii that had Greenblatt and um, Matsura teaming back up to make a game. And, you know, same style, rhythm game, but I guess the Wii controls were just like out of this world terrible. Oh, really? Like, you know, the, the whole point of the game was that you're like leading a marching band. And yeah. so you had to take the Wii and use it like a baton to like, you know, like like beat up the beat kind of thing, like mm-hmm. shake it this way, shake it that way. And it like just was not responsive at all. Everybody involved in that was pretty disappointed with how it came out. Wasn't he in um, all, uh, PlayStation All-Stars? You know, the Smash clone? Yeah, Parappa was in that. In fact, um, you know, I don't want to brag, but I was a Parappa the Rapper main oh. when that game came out in uh, for the PlayStation 3. I forget when it was. It must have been like 2012, I want to say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I, and at that point, I hadn't played any of the Parappa the Rapper games. I just was like, oh, man, I love this little guy. He's like, you know, once again, he's cute. He's cool. He's got an attack that's like a skateboard bashing people in the head. He's flat. Yeah, he's flat. Like, oh, what more do you want? That was probably one of the only times that Sony brought him back um, for anything. Like I mentioned before, uh, Nana Ansha went on to make, you know, more cult rhythm games like Vib Ribbon and Rhyme Rider uh, Kiro Kirokan, which I actually talked about uh, with Kelsey Lewin on the Wonder Swan episode for Memory Card. So check that out. But they really haven't done much recently. They haven't put out a game since 2016. They were going to put out a Kickstarter game called uh, Rap Rabbit. Ah, uh, that sounds right. Something about a rabbit uh, rhyming, but it did not come to uh, fruition. It did not get funded. Rodney Greenblatt still yeah. seems kind of optimistic that Parappa will, uh, will come back someday. If you go to his website, which is called whimsyload.com, he has like all this Parappa art that you can like buy and he'll like sign it and send it to you. And it's actually not like super expensive. And I was like looking at it like, man, do I need some of this? <laughs> it's pretty great. But as recently as March 2021, he has confirmed that there are no new plans for a Parappa game. Uh-huh. But, you know, he, but he basically said like the future's still open. Yeah. No one's come to me saying like we should make a new game. But no one's said like, oh, that IP is dead. You know, he realizes that there's still fans out there and. If you want a new Parappa game, you just got to believe. That's all for now. Thanks for listening. Our intro and outro music was crafted by talented chiptune composer Jamatar. You can find more of his banging beats by searching Jamatar, that's J-A-M-A-T-A-R, on Spotify or visiting Jamatar.com. If you have any feedback on the podcast or would like to recommend a topic, feel free to reach out to us via Twitter, at MemCardShow. Or you can visit our website, MemoryCardShow.com. If you'd like to follow Ben and I, we can be found at SuperBenTendo and at PushDustin, respectively. Have you considered supporting MemoryCard on Patreon? If not, we hope you will. Currently, we're supported by quite a few awesome people, all of which get access to early, ad-free episodes. These people include Jackson Bertoli, Taylor Bias, Cody Sam, Michael Strickland, Tyler Davis, Courtney Cotton, Harrison, Jorge Bajija, Manuel Vitella, Ray Schneider, Shala, Nick Callis, Sandra L., Robert Melville, and Brandon Hanabarger. 
All of our Patreon info can be found on the support section of our website or on patreon.com slash memcard. We'll be back really soon with some more gaming history goodness, so be sure to subscribe and leave a review if you've enjoyed the show. We'll see you soon.